All right, we're continuing in Mislat Yesharim. We're still in the middle of Perek Aleph. Let's start with the paragraph V'tir'e Be'emet. Ramchal writes V'tir'e Be'emet. It's in the context, and he'll, he'll finish this Perek talking about this, about how our true existence, our true purpose is this striving, is this yearning, is this marching toward Olam Haba, not so much Olam Hazeh. Olam Hazeh can be a vehicle, a mechanism to achieving Olam Haba. We can, as we discussed and developed the last time, maybe last two times, there'll be those moments in Olam Hazeh, which are those pinnacle moments, those moments of actualization where you find Olam Haba in Olam Hazeh, but fundamentally, our lives, our Nishama, which was put in our goof, is purposed for Olam Haba. So he says, Vitir you'll see in truth, Shekvar lo yuchal shum ba'al sechel ha'amin she'tachlit b'riyat ha'adam hu lemasavo ba'alam hazeh. It's impossible, he argues, for any person who's a ba'al sechel, any person of wisdom or of insight, to believe, to accept that the purpose of creation of human beings is for their situation in this world. Ki mahem hayeha adam ba'alam hazeh. Look for a moment, think and have perspective on what life in this world is Is anyone actually happy or complacent or having a peaceful in its entirety existence in this world? Describing the fleeting existence in this world, the fact that this world and our lives in this world are not really all that successful and excitement, exciting in the scheme of things. We have sorrows, we have sicknesses, we have pains, we have distractions and difficulties. And then ultimately speaking, we lead to death. It's one in a, in a thousand, at best, who will have a life in this world that can be characterized in totality or close to that as one of Hana'ah and Shalvah. And even that individual makes his way to a hundred years. His life is not continuing. And furthermore, says Mesilat Sharim, I guess, important words on uh, I mean, the, the day leading up to Yom Hadin. So guys. basically, the work, since the world... Since it can't be that I'm not going to enjoy in this world, it can't be that the purpose is... Is for enjoyment for in this world. this world. Again, it's not to say this is important because you could be misled to say, so as a result, the purpose is completely and fully and utterly unnecessary in this world. It's just that perspective in the world to come. And this is really as a prosdor, one in which I'm better off closing my eyes. It's rather to achieve and to find the glimpses, the sparks of Olam Haba in Olam Hazeh, to use Olam Hazeh as a vehicle, a mechanism, toward not only the Olam Haba there, but this nestled existence here as well. And furthermore, if the purpose of human beings was in this world, was in this worldly experience, it would be unnecessary to have a soul to have uh, implanted within us a soul that's so important and elevated. Our souls, uh, according to the Hachamim, are in, in a certain way and respect greater than that of the angels. Um, which we learned just last year in, in Sha'ar Dalit, talked in several circumstances about 
at the very least, the souls of Yisrael, if you recall in Perik Yod Aleph and around there, Nefesh HaHayim described how the souls of Am Yisrael are connected Kivyachol to Oraita and to Kuchah Berichu, to the Torah itself, and to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's this threefold existence, which is one, it's Yisrael, it's Torah, it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu. To envision our souls as such and to suggest that that's purpose for this world, says Mesilat Yesharim, it's inconceivable. Um, and all the more so, there's no true pleasure and benefit to the soul in this world. That's what the Hachamim are teaching in the Midrash. And the soul will not be completed or filled. The Midrash commenting on that Pasuk says, how can, what can we compare this to? <coughs> to a person who just lives in the city. He's maybe not that simple, but he's certainly not uh, of the monarchy and gets married to a daughter from the monarchy, to a princess. <coughs> Even if this Ironi, who's successful and has uh, access to high-level matters, it's still compared to the monarchy. It's, it's nothing compared to a princess. What's he going to do? So to our soul, although we could seemingly placate it or try to uh, achieve something for it by living a high life and refined life in this world, Ultimately speaking, if the soul is min ha'elionim, if our nishama, if our nefesh is in truth uh, bestowed from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, a portion of Helek Elokam Imal of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, if it's attached and tethered to Torah, uh, to Borei Olam, so then what is any or every physical reality going to do for it? So again, he's making his point. How could you in any way imagine that there's a purpose in it of itself to life, existence, enjoyment in this world? And it's as well the statement of the Hachamim in Perik Dal, the Perkeavot, you are born against your will. What do you mean against your will? I want to live in this world. Your soul, in truth, it's against its will to be living in this world. Our souls, our spiritual side, are not deriving true and absolute benefit in this world. Quite the opposite. We're disgusted by it. And in turn, it's impossible, you cannot wrap your head around making the argument that HaKadosh Baruch Hu would create a creation, meaning human beings, a neshama, that works against anything and everything that it's involved with. And that's an important argument. If we are to accept, as we should, the oneness and the unique nature, the all and, and perfect nature of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it's impossible for us to therefore say, well, he set up a situation which is mission impossible. If the soul has a mission impossible in this world, uh, so then is God a failure? Right? And that's partially the argument for uh, the phil- philosophers and Ramchal himself for Tehiyat HaMetim. Tehiyat HaMetim is a necessary reality beyond when we talk about Olam Haba, but even Olam Hazeh. It's inconceivable that this world is so incomplete complete to the extent that with bodies uh, we'll never find a maximum capacity in this world. 
Uh, that's why you have to argue, uh, the, the, the argument of many is, that hayat ha-metim is a reality, because otherwise you're minimizing in the yeah. nature and ability of God. He created a world which is unsuccessful. No, it's not in- unsuccessful. There will be a complete point. What's the complete point where soul and body in this world will reach its maximum capacity, will uh, uh, actualize? That's tahiyat ha-metim. That's the argument of many. Anyway, continues. Suggests concluding paragraph with those two words that Pashut, it's quite simple. Have to argue, cannot, if you think about it, be able to make the argument differently. The purpose, the objective of our lives, of our existence is a trajectory toward Olam Haba. Once we know this, once we've accepted this, we'll in turn understand the severity, the significance, the importance of the mitzvot. These are the mediums that bring us to complete, true, complete states. Without mitzvot, It'll be impossible to achieve So Mesilat Yisharim parenthetically points out as well, it says, by the way, while I mention misvot and I tell you their necessity, understand as well, it's not a picking and choosing misvot. By definition, if I'm accepting our existence as a large mechanism, as a machine of sorts, which is propelling me and bringing me to a state of being that I'm desiring, well, then it can't be a picking and choosing. It's to a large extent, if I'm going to get to actualization, it has to be with all. That's what he says. It needs to be kibbutz kolayim zayim. It needs all of them. I don't know, of course, the Mishalim could abound on this. What would a watch be with missing a small uh, a screw in it? How could you have a car if it's missing any lever in it? And so on and so forth. Anything, what's that? It can't be an Eved Hashem. It can't be an Eved Bishlemuto. You can't be a slave if in any way you're rebelling. That's defining you as altogether different. And measured by our strength with and through these means, that will in turn determine the, well, from the process, the outcome of that relationship. And any small, even small, uh, removal or separation in these emsaim, in these mitzvot, and any blemish, any flaw in these mitzvot will in turn impinge, well, the desired result. In turn, diktuk, scrupulous and, 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 and careful and sensitive approach to the mitzvot, is an absolute necessity. The same way if a person is dealing with gold or silver, the person is very carefully weighing them and determining and, 
and 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 sifting and making certain that it's that it's pure and refined and so too you're going to define the value of something precious by its complete nature continues and concludes we can therefore learn we have a threefold that's really a singular existence and purpose it's fulfillment of a mitzvot avodah avodah is very expansive avodah means worship in totality it's true we pinpoint avodah avodah and avodah b'torah perhaps but ultimately speaking avodah is it's definitive Avodah is definitional. It's who we are. We're an Eved. It means that anything and everything that I'm approaching is with the mindset of Eved. I mentioned yesterday uh, the Diyuk in the Pesukim in Parashat Bereshit that HaKadosh Baruch Hu Vaisav Adonai Elohim Al HaAdam Lemor Mikol Eitz HaGan Achol Tochel Pasuk is that God commands that they eat even from the permitted trees. What do you mean even from the permitted trees? The permitted trees are the reshut, the misvah is, don't eat from Isadat. What seems clear from the Pisukim is the perspective in life is one of avodah, which means to say anything and everything I'm approaching is one of how do I fulfill my mandate best by doing this? How is it that I'm furthering my mission, my values, my perspective, my relationship, my connectedness to God uh, through doing this? And lastly, he mentions... Amida benisayon. What's that? So la'avod is different than the commandments. What is the commandments? La'avod is when we do stuff in life that aren't commandments? That's how I'm suggesting. Avodah is beyond it. La'amod benisayon is the difficulties of, of that, that are inherent therein. The Gemara that we just learned in Masechet Sanhedrin and Dav Kofzayin says that David HaMelech turned to HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kivyachol and asks him, well, God, I'm looking that I be one of the Avot, that I be described as Elokei Avraham, Elokei Tzhak, Elokei David. Uh, I'm sorry, I skipped that Yaakov. Yaakov as well, and David. Yadosh Baruch Hu says to him, the difference between you and them is they were Ahmed bin Isayon and you were not. And of course, he looks for it, and the Gemara describes it as a, de- a difficult and terrible failure. But the statement is very foundational. The statement is, if you're seeking and you're searching for... Well, again, the word I'm using today is actualization. You're looking for showing who you are. Well, passing that test defines to a certain extent who you are. Instead of it being in theory, instead of it being in potential, that's how you actually uh, maximize and throw it, show it. Right. I mean, yeah, go ahead. Well, we were talking last class was more about um, the Yitzhak and really crafting and being a creator in this world. And now this seems, and forgive me, but it seems very Ops. different. And maybe I'm misunderstanding. No, 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 because we're not finished with the sentence. We're not finished with the paragraph. Um, Again, the way we described, and I I stand by that, and and I believe Mesilat Yesharim was implying this, is that there is a structure, and within that structure, there's a responsibility. So the structure is misvot. Within the misvot, well, there's a responsibility to further it, to become a craftsman and a creator. And by definition, that's Artselem Elokim. So again, with that, I don't think, even though you could be misled into reading it this way, that the mitzvot will be the absolute, again, I'm, I'm explaining the avodah in this context as, uh, well, in anything and everything that you're approaching, right? 
it, it means that to a large extent, mitzvot will structure matters. They have to. They should. Perforce. That's the definition of proper activity, of, uh, of distinct activity, of, of the unique way of doing things. Uh, beyond that, he's certainly going to not only permit, but look for your own creative capacity. Okay. Uh, I mean, he, give, give it a few more seconds. I, I, he's got a little bit more in store where I think he, he leads us to that. He says, do you follow, Joe? I mean, there it is. The end of the sentence, the final words in this paragraph are the um, pleasures in this world are purposed to be helpful to achieving this avodah, not per se just the kiyum hamisvot, but the general and overarching avodah. Right? Again, his description is not only rat lekayem hamisvot, lekayem hamisvot, my understanding of this is this is a lot further reaching than just than just the kiyum hamitzvot. In fact, as your Shochan Aruch and Siman Resh Lamed Aleph, Shochan Aruch and Siman Resh Lamed Aleph, so the the the, uh, the heading, the koteret of sorts, is Shekol Kavanotav Yehu Leshem Shemaim. All of your intentions, all of everything that you're thinking, is supposed to be purposed. Directed to Shamaim to uh, in the name of heaven. In EF Shar says uh, says Shohan <coughs> If it's necessary to take a nap in the afternoon, uh, so then it's permitted to take a nap. And this is a, a, a Gemara that he's basing himself upon, and, and in turn the Halakha. Ubilvat shelo yarich ba shasu lishan beyom yotem shenatzus shehu shitim nishmi. We could talk that in Halakha. Ve'af bezeh ha'me'at. When a person is napping, when a person is sleeping, the instinctive approach to it is so that I feel good. Ela, rather, if you're striving, if you're seeking, your perspective is, through this, I'm coming to Avodat Hashem. Again, there's already, even in the Ta'anugim, even in the Hana'ot, a perspective and an opportunity for creativity. How is it I'm going to take an objective, seemingly objective enjoyment for myself and channel it? Set aside the necessary activities. Your perspective, your direction is is avodat Hashem. Kedichtiv, as the pasuk says, v'chol derachecha ta'ehu v'amru hachamim. Statement of the rabbis: Kol ma'asecha yehiu l'shem shamayim she'afilum devarim shel reshut, even matters of permissibility, eating from the trees of the garden. Kigon ha'achila v'ashetia v'halicha v'yeshiva v'akima v'atashmish v'asicha v'chol zorche gufcha. Aside from see, leave business out of this, leave uh, raising a, a family out of it, leave all that out of it. But matters and situations which are seemingly objective benefit for your body and enjoyment, even a person is hungry or, or thirsty, if the eating or drinking is just to fill them or just to make them feel better, not sufficient. Laabodet Boro, he goes on and on. He goes on. The next sentence is even more telling. Maybe when you're hanging out with uh, rabbis, scholars, or pious people, 
can't get better than that. Forget about my intention. Warns Shulchan Aruch, if your intention such a circumstance is so that you enjoy it, well, you're not doing it sufficiently. If rather, it's la'avodat taboreh, so that's, and only it? then, why, why can't you enjoy it's not that you can't enjoy it, it's that your perspective is one of avodah in truth. Certainly, but again, we're not taking away from the enjoyment. The question is, what is the perspective and the direction on that enjoyment? Again, all the things he mentioned, Tashmish, Akhilash, Shetiyah, Shena, it's all enjoyable. It all feels good. The question is, how, you, how, how are you purposing it? Uh, back to the word Yetzir from last week. Yetzir is a Yetzirah. You can take an, uh, an objective or a, a, a seemingly objective action and nonetheless craft it. You're crafting it to be tov, or you're crafting it to be ra, or allowing it to be ra. Truth is, Harambam, in terms of understanding the benefit, both from mitzvot and from ta'anugim, but I'm going to talk about it in the context of Rabbi, mitzvot. Go ahead. Just to go back real quick, Ramot Ben Isayon, it sounds like you should be putting yourself out there to... to no, you should be the I don't think so. It means you should be open to the possibility. That Gemara in Sanhedrin and Daf Kofzai made clear, the Gemara says, you should not ask for Nisayon. However, if you've built yourself to that extent, yes, you've shown, you've, you've proven through Nisayon. Again, it's the difficulty of accepting and understanding Akedah. What was the purpose of Akedah? If that's who Abraham was, so why did he need Akedah in order to prove it, so mm-hmm. to speak? Unless the idea is, I can be someone, it's altogether different. We know this when you manifest it in real life. So that's the la'amod bin Isayon. In other words, you've truly, and again, from external, it's a level which of, of the Gedolim. Mm-hmm. It's a level uh, the Gemara has elsewhere. Shimon ben Shatah was known as uh, a person who withstood and uh, was able to overcome Nisayon as well. Abraham Sakhin Yaakov, too. Avram Tchakni Yaakov, there's a Midrash, as I said, about yeah, yeah. Shimon ben Shattach, but yeah, generally speaking, we only have uh, the, the, the three of them. Yosef. The question is, well, we, Yosef certainly was Omed ben Isayon for one reason or another. We don't have Eloke Yosef. We do have Elahad Meir in the Silihot. And the question is what that's referring to, because some versions have it as Dirbi Meir. Dirbi Meir is difficult, but if it's Bimeir Balhanes, or the Meir could be just that it's lit up. Kadosh Baruch Hu lights up, he brings light. If it's Dirbi Meir, it's not so. Then you have to figure out what's the Nisayon. I once, uh, briefly, I was maybe 18 years old, Hamaz Riyaman, so it was in Hathaway, so I asked him this question, I didn't know it was a question. He told me he wrote at length on this, I haven't seen it, but I know, I know Maharshad does discuss it in the Gemara, um, in, in Masech Berachot. Anyway, uh, but in, in terms of just being honest with the reality, I'm performing Mitzvah, I'm being with them, and as a result, I know I'm going to be rewarded. Forget about enjoying it here, but I know I'm going to be rewarded. Uh, how am I supposed to deal with that? Is that Because I know that I will be... I mean, you're putting me in a very difficult box over here. On the one hand, you're marching to Olam Haba. On the other hand, everything is with a soul perspective and direction. You're not going for the reward, but you know the reward is there. And you're, on, you're in the pathway, you're in the hallway to the reward. So Harambam, you know, kind of structures this... It, Makes it better. It's still kind of tricky. Harambam's words in Perik Yod Ahava, person who uh, worships God from love, from Ahava, Osek Batorah Mitzvot, 
Holech benetivot ha-chokma, this person who's involved in Torah mitzvot, and walking within the passageways and directions of chokma, of true chokma, of knowledge, intellect, lo mipnei davar ba'olam, not for a external or this worldly reality, lo mipnei yirat ha-ra'a ve lo kedeli not because you fear the retribution for God, nor for the uh, the reward, ila oseha emet, mipnei shehu emet, ve... You heard those words? So Harambam says, you're doing it because you know it's true, but don't delude yourself. You do know. It's not that you're supposed to close your mind to the reality that it is, my focus is not on that. I'm doing this. I, I, I remember Or HaChaim HaKadosh. I have not seen it in years, so you know, please don't, uh, don't, don't, don't. If you don't find it, maybe it doesn't exist. If I remember Or HaChaim HaKadosh, B'Chaim Ben Atar, in his commentary at the beginning of Parashat Lech Lecha, the Pasuk says about Abraham that he listens to HaKadosh Baruch Hu Lech Lecha. What's the challenge? He's promised. He has all That's a challenge. And but let's go further. He knows Akadosh Baruch Hu. And I, I asked this question to students. I used to ask it on the entrance uh, thing to Yeshiva Flapish High School. They weren't accepting many kids. As we said, no, no, it's, it's a hard question. I mean, I wanted to test how they think. You know, more than anything, it's not an easy question to answer. And I don't have the greatest. I just want to see how they how they're doing with such a with such a concept. Again, I, I gave up on this one. So t- together with giving up on the absolute insistence in the interview that you do it in Hebrew, because I asked that someone was, was a star student ended up going to the school, graduated with honors and all that sort of stuff. But I insisted in his interview that he speak in Hebrew. And Haziti fell apart. He started hysterically crying. It was a terrible situation for me. So I loosened up a little bit. I didn't write it down. But anyway, but in short, I also stopped doing the interviews. But if I remember correctly, says that the key is to understand Vayelech Avram Ka'asher Diber Elav Adonai. Those extra words, Ka'asher Diber Elav Amonai. Those are critical words. What are those words there for? Milimiyutarot for a reason. That's telling you Abraham's doing this mipene ahava. Abraham's doing this mipene shuemet. It could have said vayelech Avram. It says kasher diber lav amonai as God spoke to him specifically and only because he spoke to him. Not that he didn't know. God just told him all the benefit. He understands that he's the one who discovered this God, the true God, right? So what's the 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 gadlut? The gadlut is nonetheless a hard and tricky and fine line to to somehow. Now walk upon, on the one hand, knowing and realizing and even enjoying in this world, while at the same time channeling it and perspective, which is what it's all about, that da'at perspective, being one which is pristine and, and to a certain extent purified. As says Mesilat Yisharim, Ve'omnam, in the next paragraph, Ra'u'i lo sh'tiyeh kol p'niyato rak labore yitbaraf sh'lo yihyeh lo shum t'akhlit achem very much along the lines of what we read just a moment ago in Shohan Aruch Resh Lamed Aleph, that the perspective, the direction is one in which I'm seeking, I'm searching for that connection. I'm searching for Avodat Bore. There are many barriers, there are many obstacles along the line. Go ahead, Joe. So, uh, this is always something that I have a question on um, regarding interpersonal relationships with other people. And how do you have that in context of if everything's in context of my relationship to Hagadash uh, Barahu, uh, it seems sort of. 
companies. I don't want to say fake, but like it's something. Oh, I'm gonna be nice to you because God commanded you. That not it's not truly within the relationship itself with another person. With the other, it's not genuine. It's less genuine because my general perspective. I mean. Listen, I this this is not going to help you, so I'm going to hurt. But the general perspective of many psychologists and and rabbis included is that anything that you do for another is, if not always, selfish. generally speaking, selfish in nature. Even when you're doing a selfless act, somewhere down there in your subconscious, you're assuming that since I did this for you, it's coming back to me. Of course, that's the chesed shelemet of, but even a chesed shelemet of burying another, you're hoping someone, the family member, someone's aware of what's that? Venatenu. Venatenu. What is it? It goes both ways. No, what do you call that word? It goes both ways. Oh, venatenu. You can read it both ways. Oh, what what is that called? In English. Yeah. All right. It's my shame. My son's not I know, he's, he's got thousands <laughs> of right. you're sentences, giving, you're, really you're still giving receiving, things. right, all right, 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 so, but, yeah. but the, the <laughs> idea of more than, there it is, you haven't heard that since you're a kid, because your kids are too old, my, my kids are still rolling on these, anyway, um, yes, but, but it's not only a reality, it's a knowledge that the person has, so what I'm saying, Joe, is more than anything, it's not so much that you're, you're hurting me over here because I'm focused on God, I'm focused on myself, anyway, a step further, if I'm to envision, and I'm not, I'm not fully solving this, if I'm to envision my relationship with others as a way of achieving and realizing in them, if I'm finding within them a source and a spark of godliness, sounds heretical, but it's not so much so, so it means I'm focused on them while at the same time on my mission of Avodah. Well, because he has the same view of you do also. But I, but I think it's more than that. I think you're talking to it. It's, don't, don't go too far on this, but you're talking to godliness. <laughs> right. If you're envisioning right. and realizing them as, 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 a, as, a, as a portion, as a halak Elohim imal, so effectively you're speaking, it's not fake, it's not disingenuous, right. it's just uh, reoriented. It's looking at them and saying, I appreciate your divine side in this relationship, in addition to who you are, because there is no in addition, because that's who you are. Something along those lines. Hen henna, kol inyaneha homriot vataloi by machi masheka haravit barach mamashka barzel, a har even hasho evet says if you're able to remove those obstacles, ba'onam haze, it means that you'll ultimately lead yourself, if you do this right, to a circumstance where you're like a, a metal which is being pulled by a magnetic force. That's a divekut, which he's referring to, which he has referred to, which he will refer to as a as an ultimate in terms of our relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's certainly a, an ultimate in relationship with one another. Hard to define what divekut really is, easy in a physical sense, but we see it in the first relationship between human beings, vidavak beishto. That is the primal description of husband and wife. It's what you have with Ruth and Naomi, and then we have the mitzvah, we just read about it, we've read about it several times in Sefer Devarim, of ourselves, just, just yesterday, yesterday, certainly, and we read it other places in Devarim, this Dibuk Bahakadosh Baruch Hu, I mean, the Hasidim are very, have historically been very passionate about Vekus, that's right, but that's what he's going to be very much focused on as well, for good reason, it's what he's describing with this magnetic force, anything and everything is an obstacle is a is a disconnect from it. He but says, "How are we defining this debate? Are we saying that we that's aren't the yet. mindfulness of Hashem? We aren't yet. We're defining it as a directive in our relationship with Him. 
In other words, if I'm drawn to him, anything that gets in between is obstacles. So if I have a clear vision of him, it means everything that's in between is either just being carried along with me or being moved out of the way. That much he's made clear. How you manifest the vikut, he hasn't described. Hachamim search for a way. What's that? He says mitzvot brings you to it, but what is that devekut? Uh, in other words, I, I guess I, I guess that is a direction to it. Uh, the hachamim have it as mimicking the ways of Hakadosh Baruch Hu as well. It's in some way embodying. It's a scary and hard it's to understand. Yourself. It's bring yourself to a state. Back to the conversation with Joey, but now just personally bring yourself to a state of divinity. Your davek babore. The way Harambam does it is bechokma. He's extending it to kedushah and, and mitzvot to a certain extent, so be not, not contradicting. Like be the, being well, we divine, no, but again, manifesting divinity <laughs> through mitzvot, through the ways of God, through compassion, mercy, and so forth. Mitzvot that the is the devekut. Mitzvot are the way that you bring yourself to that. It says, uh, And anything that would help you along those way, that way, and anything that you imagine is a uh, preventative from it. Interesting, it says, Not that it is a miniyah, but that you, in your state, envision and realize this, as a mini as something that's preventing, which means to say, in the scheme of things, there isn't necessarily many or any objective preventatives. Everything could be channeled positively. It's not to say you're going to get there. That's why it says, if you're Hoshev, that it's a mini so move it away. But to argue that anything in life, so you're going to say there are objectives, Abu Dazara, of course. Absolutely, okay. Objectively wrong activities. But even those, in some dimension, although inappropriate, are to be distanced, but there is within them something to be gleaned, not to do them. Not a lot. But to look at it and to say, look at the passion of the Abu Dazara. To look at it and say, from that avera which others are it's doing, yourself, not other people. I understand, but what I'm telling you is, he's saying distance anything that you see as an obstacle. Right. So what what I'm what I'm pointing out is, it's as you see it. Now, if it's an objective action, of course, that's an isur. What does he mean beyond that? What's a mini'ah that you're choshev? It means, as I understand it, for example, if a person were to determine by reading this, by being involved in this, it'll bring me further away from avodas, that's choshev shehu mini'ah. If alternatively, and I'm not telling you we're there, I'm not telling, but I can tell you that you know, Haram Bam was, was criticized for his involvement in philosophy because everyone saw it as a mini'ah. Now, the defense of him is one of many, but fundamentally, he wasn't choshev, it was a mini'ah. I'm not a Kadosh Baruch Hu, but I'd like to be done Haram Bam, the Kaf Zechut over here, and say it wasn't a mini offering, while for others it probably was or could yeah. be. Yeah, yeah doesn't Ramchal and Dad Tibunot, he says that nothing is fully Ra, that if it's existing in this world, even if there is some Ra, there has to be some good in it. Not a mitzvah lo in performance, correct? In performance with regards to what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, again, you know, you know, but, but envision it now after the fact. It's not telling you to do it. But if a person was an over on a mitzvah lo and then does teshuvah, b'makom shba'alei teshuvah umdin, and sadikim gemurim yecholim la'amod, which means I'm not prescriptively, prescriptively telling you to do that, but I am telling there is potential positive 
אין את. ומה שיוכל לחשוב שהוא מניעה לה זה יברח ממנו כבורח מן האש, או העניין שנאמר דבקה נפשי אחריך ביטעמך ימיניך, כיוון שביעתו לעולם אינה אל תכלית הזה, דהיינו להשיג את הקורבה הזאת במלאתו נפשו מכל מונעיה, ומפסידי should run from it like fire, it's ultimately speaking that is your direction and purpose in life. והנה, and concludes מסילת ישרים, and we'll just have one more thought to append to this פרק, אחר שידענו והתברר אצלנו אמיתת הכלל הזה, after, and if we've properly accepted this truth, יש לנו, again, this truth that the direction is עולם הבא, the vision, the perspective is one of עולם הבא, not in עולם הזה, where the תענוגים and הנאות are a תכלית בפני עצמם. יש לנו לחקור על פירתיו לפי מדרגותיהם מתחילת הדבר ועד סופו. We need to, in turn, investigate matters with regards to our behavior, our thoughts, our composure, our disposition in this world. כמו שסידרם רבי פנחס בן יאיר במאמר שלו שהבאנו כבר בהקדמתנו, he mentioned earlier the Gemara מסכת עבודה זרה, the statement of פנחס בן יאיר, בי פנחס בן יאיר, and that is the pathway, the stages to achieve highest dimensions of human capacity. והם הזהירות, we'll start with זהירות, we'll talk about what that is, then to זריזות, נקיות, פרישות, טהרה. חסידות ענווה ירד חטא קדושה, that's the direction each one of the chapters to come, the פרקים that are ahead are going to hone in and specifically address each of those character traits and approaches to life. ועתה נבערם אחד באחד בסיעתא דשמיא. And now we'll go through them one by one. I just want to briefly talk about, you see he talks at the end of this פרק about a certain pathway. He's been talking throughout about עולם הזה being this pathway to עולם הבא. At the same time he's been telling us, but there are directions for how to achieve He's, his ultimate point, which he's already developing and describing to us over here, is a certain avodah which is unencumbered by this world. That's not simple. That's not going to be immediate. And just to portray that very briefly for you, Harambam in his Sefer Hamadah starts with, um, at least uh, for our purposes, with Echot Yisodei HaTorah Perek Bet. And in Perek Bet, he talks about a foundational mitzvah, the mitzvah of Ahavat Hashem. On Shabbat morning, I talked about mitzvah of Ahavat Hashem because it was mentioned this past week, Parashah. Of course, we say it every day, more than once, Ve'ahavtat Admaidwecha, from Parashat Va'et Hanan. And Harambam in Perek Bet talks about how to achieve Ahavat Hashem. How do you achieve a loyalty, an allegiance, a love of God? We have a twofold mitzvah, ahava and yirah, shenemar ve'ahavtat Adonai Elohecha, v'neemar et Adonai Elohecha tirah. Ve'ahi, haderech le'ahavato v'yirato, what's the way to that? Haderech, what's the passageway to it? Again, back to Devekut, what's the passageway to it, as opposed to what's the achievement on it? What's the pathway to it? Besha'ah famously says, Arambam, she'itbonen ha'adam b'ma'asav b'ruav, ha'niflaim ha'gedolim, when a person looks, but really looks, notices, searches, um, has, his, has his, his lenses set uh, to picking up on the nuances of life, to realizing the peculiarities and the unique aspects of existence. As a person does that, and in turn is able to, to uh, pick up on the, on the greatness, on the, uh, the, the absolute knowledge and intellect of God. And so from, 
immediately, says Harambam, it's an important word, immediately, immediately a person will be overcome by a passion to know and to praise that. Ahava is not just the knowledge, not just the experience, but it's talking about it to others. When a person truly loves something, instinctively, it's part of human nature, we talk about it and we praise it to others. It says Harambam, Kimosha Amar David, Same'anafshi le'elohim le'elhai. I have a Same'anafshi, I'm thirsty for that knowledge of you. Harambam begins the book with that statement. And then, leaves off to a certain extent on what Ahava is. So that's the way you get to Ahava, be a sensitive uh, uh, liver, uh, be a sentient being who lives in this world in a way in which I'm searching and seeking, again, with the structure of mitzvot, but in that world, I'm now trying to find them. How do you get to that Ahava? And I'm, I'm structuring what I'm saying right now in Sefer Hamada as to a certain extent what we're leading through in Misilat Yesharim, there's a pathway, but then what's the achievement Rambam, you have to read the last chapter in Sefer Hamada. I remember my rabbi, one of my rabbis, Rabbi Tversky, pointed this out. He said, Rambam leaves you hanging over there. People don't realize that. You forget. You confuse method and outcome. You confuse process and destination. All he told you was process over there. He says, you're immediately overcome with Ahava, but how do I live with Ahava? The very last chapter, he says, So what is Ahava? Oh, you told me. No, I didn't tell you what it is. I told you how to get there. Ahava is a constancy. Ahava is something that's on our minds, bodies, hearts, lives on a constant and consistent basis. Siman Reish Lamed Aleph and Shohanar of what we've been describing over here. I correct. It, 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 would, it would seem that Ahava cannot be commanded. I got you. What Harambam is describing, therefore, kind of for your reason is, there's a truth here. And the truth is that if you go into this with an unbiased mind and sight on existence, it's almost inevitable, You'll if not there. fully inevitable, so to achieve You'll that. You need to go in. It needs to be an unbiased approach to it. That's the description. Harambam then finishes this book, Sefer Hamadai. I made this point on Shabbat morning with a book called Sefer Ahava. Would you know it? So he brought you from the pathway to the achievement. And what's Sefer Ahava going to be about? So Harambam, the beginning of each of his books of Mishneh Torah, starts with a certain pasuk that he cites. I'll have a pasuk at the very beginning of the book, to a certain extent, you know, like, like authors do today. At the beginning of the book, they have a quote, maybe at the beginning, but not even a full introduction, just the pasuk. So in Sefer HaMadah, he has one. Sefer Ahava, that's what it's supposed to be. So in Sefer HaAhava, he has an introduction as well. It's the following pasuk. Keep in mind, we're in Sefer HaMadah. The beginning of Sefer Ahava is, Ma'ahavti Toratecha, it's love of Torah, uh, the entire, my, the entire day, that's what I talk about. You see, in Sefer HaMadam, Meshoch Hastecha Liyodecha, Tzitka Decha Liyishrei Lev. So he starts each one of the books. Pay attention to the words. Ahava, by definition, is a constancy. Ahava is something which becomes part and parcel with who I am. And as a result, and then he follows through, follows up. 
up with misvot t'midiyot. He writes that in his introduction. Misvot that are constant, the everyday stuff, the tefillah, the birachot, the sisit, the tefillin, and so forth, the mezuzah. That's what ahava is manifested through those actions. So again, to give you the picture in misilat yesharim, through the vantage point, similar, not identical, of Harambam. Again, we're describing over here and we're conflating outcome and process. Now we're going to stop and go back to process. Outcome was we want the vekut. Outcome was we want to be at a state and being where anything and everything that I do in life is channeled and has the proper perspective because it can't be that life is so coarse and debased or based, a base level existence in that fashion that we seem to know it and, and, and live through. So that's where I want to be. Now, how do I get there? Well, what, what's the method to that? So he described to us already mitzvot, but he's going to go further because there's more to life, ironically, than mitzvot. There's the way in which I process those, those mitzvot. There's the way in which I live with those mitzvot. What I'm calling it for Harambam is a life of Ahava. From Misilat Yesharim, we'll have to determine, is it a life of Devekut? Is it a life to Devekut? Is it a life of Avodah? Each of these are significant words, each one nuanced in its own way. But more than anything, what Perik Aleph described for us is an initial vantage point and direction of where we want to be. Now we'll set out to determine and describe how to get there. Baruch Adonai Amen.